Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Moms Talk Autism. We are so happy to be with you here today, and we have a very special announcement. We are all on this episode. <laughs> it's a miracle. <laughs> It's a logistic calendar miracle, so stay tuned. When you become a mom, you never imagine your child getting an autism diagnosis. It feels like your dreams have shattered, like a framed photograph falling off your mantle, exploding into a thousand pieces. But instead of trying to glue those pieces back together, this community of moms is here to help you build a new dream, a better one. So join in the conversation as us moms talk autism. Okay, so I am Brittany. Hello, welcome. We have Shani Shan here today. Hey. We've got Jeannie Jean. Oh, yes, I'm here. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We've got, oh, yeah. And we've got Tashi Fresh. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I, why does she I get to be Tashi Jean, Fresh? And Shani Shan. What about having to Tashi Tosh? Why is she Tashi oh, Fresh? She just is. Okay. It's the remix. It's just like on the Italian okay. club when he's like, well, I want to be this guy and I want to be this guy. Well, why does he get to be Handsome Rob? With the because music, he with the movie is Handsome again. Rob. Oh, good Lord, you guys. We just paused on all of this. Okay. Why Continuing then? on. <laughs> Do you need something? Do you need coffee or sugar? I don't. I think she needs both. I don't. Do you need coffee with sugar? No. <laughs> I don't. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> <clears throat> if you need coffee and sugar, pause the episode. Go get yourself a cup. Okay. I'll be back. Come, come back and we will begin with you. Oh Everyone ready? Yep. Excellent. Okay. So today... We are going to be talking about school and giving you guys a little update on all the kids and our lives and what's happening. And we thought this would be, this is kind of, you know, mid-semester. Shannon is on fall break right now in Arizona. They like to do that. Um, (laughs) And uh, some places in Texas, I believe they do that as well. So, uh yeah, even adjacent, even adjacent like districts, but we're not. I mean, I guess I technically just had one. It was not really considered fall break, but my kids are home for five days. I thought you I guys like, did it too, uh, Brett. Some years we have, but this year we are not. Okay. And I, I didn't know it was optional. <laughs> yeah, well, me either. But I'm not. Shannon's like, can I opt out of this? Can I, can I opt I out of fall break? my child to school. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. We have two. We have have two spring breaks, essentially. We have one in February and then one in April. That's right. That's right. Yes. Yeah. We like to drag it out next semester. So you have a a second Christmas break. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm not even going to think about that right now. So Mm -hmm. anyway, we're just going to talk about what's happening and how things are going. Uh, Just a little check in. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So, uh, Shannon, since you guys are on break right now, why don't you go ahead and uh, you're about halfway through, you know, your fall break. Give us an update on that and how Gracie is doing this year so far in school. Okay. You want to update on school or update on fall break? I want both. <laughs> oh, good Lord. I want it all, Shannon. <laughs> I want it all. Well, on Monday, I was ready to drive off a cliff. Um, oh, my God. Things and picked it- up on Tuesday. Got a little better. Um, what's today? Thursday. We're good. We're cool. We picked flowers at Lowe's. You made it over hump day. We dumped potting soil all over my kitchen. I mean, it's good. It's all good. We're, we're here. We're surviving. We're, we're doing things. Um, school though has actually been really good so far. Like I was shocked because Gracie this year, um, she moved into Big Bridge. So special <laughs> needs department at our school is called Bridge. There's Little Bridge, which is K through second. And then there's Big Bridge, which is third through sixth. Um, and so I was really nervous this year because she was getting into the new classroom with a new teacher after we had like just established the best relationship with her teacher last year. Um, a new aid, <laughs> like it was all the new things. And so I was terrified and I didn't know how it was going to go. And she has transitioned incredibly well. I mean, have we had like bumpy points? Absolutely. Obviously like nothing is perfect, but her new aid has been absolutely wonderful. Um, she, I mean, I feel like the aides, the parapros are like the unsung heroes, <laughs> You know, and Mm -hmm. in public school, because they don't I mean, teachers don't get paid enough. And then you look at the the parapros and the aides and they get paid way less. Um, Mm -hmm. And they're with your kid for the majority. Yeah. All day long, you know. And I mean, to the point where she, you know, I'll pick up Gracie at the end of the day and the bridge kiddos get out a little bit earlier because they don't want them to have to deal with the chaos of, you know, the mass exodus of school. Mm -hmm. Um but so she'll chat with me every day. She's, you know, taking notes on things for me so that I know how the day went. And she, I mean, I have not ever once had an aide say, are there any books that I can read that would help me with Gracie? Is there anything mm. that I can do that would help me to learn more about Gracie and different ways that I can work with her? Um, and Did so she's just like, like hug her. Oh my gosh, I just, my head wanted to explode. Yeah, you know, and (laughs) she's like, I know, you know, I know all kids with autism are very different, so I don't want to, like, put her in a box or, you know, pigeonhole anything, but, like, if there's anything that you know of that, like, helped you with her, and um, so she's already, you know, she's checking out books from the library and trying to learn as much as she can, and she's worked with the special needs kids before, but she's just, like, really showing an interest, and... Yeah, that's what I was just going to ask if she's been in the Big Bridge program for a while Mm -hmm. now. Yeah, she has. So she took a little bit of a break for a while. Yeah, she took a little bit of a break and was doing more admin stuff the last year or two. And she's like, I hated it. I just wanted Mm -hmm. to get back with the kids kids. again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, that's really been wonderful. She she gets it. She like in the morning I drop off Gracie. She's got a friggin' sensory chew necklace around her neck. (laughs) She's like ready to go, you know, like she's got her own just in case. Um, And that's been really, really helpful because, I mean, just having somebody who's really open to understanding your child is really, really big. Um, yeah. One thing that I did tell her that I really enjoyed and I'm still working my way through is the reason I jump the book. Yes. Um, that I think is just opens your eyes to understanding. Like, I will never understand 
everything about Gracie, but just a little glimpse of inside and maybe why they do the things that they do, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that's, and it's currently playing, the documentary is currently playing on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Yes, Um, it is. That's what I told her too. (laughs) It was hard to find. You had to, yeah. Dig. Dig. Um, Mm -hmm. We will try to put some links in the show notes for that. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. And then um, um, the other thing is, you know, we had a behavioral plan for Gracie, a behavioral intervention plan last year because we were working with some aggression. And unfortunately, I missed like three calls from the school <laughs> while I was in Phoenix for work this past weekend. Um, but it was um, the school psychologist who just kind of wanted to review things and see if we needed to pick back up on it, if we needed to make changes, anything like that. But then I also had the other psychologist um I can't remember what her exact title was, but she she's not a BCBA, but she has BCBA training. Um, yes, she, yeah, she, and she's the one that coordinates all probably the, all the programs for the the behavioral programs for mm-hmm. yeah well, that need that specifically. She was the one that was kind of like the if then planner for Gracie's BIP, where it was like, okay, so if right. She exhibits this, then we are going to do this. Right. And she left me a voicemail um, while I was in Phoenix. Also, they're clearly doing some follow-up checklists. (laughs) I'm getting calls from everybody now. Um, And she just said, you know, I wanted to let you know that I went in and I observed Gracie in the classroom. And I was just blown away and excited because of the growth and the difference that I've seen from last year. And... Um, you know, she's been very focused on her work and, you know, we're not seeing the outbursts that we were seeing last year. Um, and so I got just a very, you know, complimentary to Gracie, not to me, you know, um, voicemail from her, which was just really, really, um, relieving if I'm honest, because the end of the year last year was really, really tough. And we were having a lot of, you know, outbursts and frustration and some aggression. And um, it's not perfect. We still have those moments. Yeah, so. That's why you were so nervous about um, what's the, Camp. what did she go to? Yeah. What's it called? Yeah. The JCC. Yeah. JCC. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the inclusive camp, um, in that, you know, I still feel like there were pros and there were cons to that. It was not perfect either. Um, but yeah, so I mean, that's good. And I, you know, I can't complain. Um, Shannon, can I ask really quickly, what is her, what is her time in her gen ed? So we're working on that. She goes immediately in the mornings and she does homeroom there. We're working on expanding the time that she stays in there in the morning. Um, I don't have a set time. I opted to postpone her conference. Um, in Arizona, I feel like we start school and they do a conference like within three or four weeks. And you don't know my child enough in three to four weeks. Like we yeah, have not yeah, even yeah. gotten used to being back at school at that point. So I opted to postpone it. So actually this week it's on my calendar to contact her gen ed teacher, her special ed teacher, and we're going to do a postponed conference so that mm-hmm. I can gauge where we are in the time difference and the times that we're in there. And that's the other thing I talked to her aide about. Um, I, I explained that I wanted to see, I know that the teacher keeps some of the work to do grading, but I was very adamant that I wanted to see the work that was coming home. I want to see that it's different than it was last year. I want to see that it's increasing in its, Mm -hmm. you know, challenging nature because Gracie's smart. Like there's, Mm -hmm. I, you know, she's smart. Um, 
And so then just I was a little side note to our audience then. So remember, I mean, cause so basically you're going to be calling a, an informal IEP mm-hmm. meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just remember you guys that you can do that at any mm-hmm. point for your kiddo, especially, um, right. you know, if you don't have, um, you don't have an IEP until let's just mm-hmm. say spring for instance or whatever. It's called yeah. different things in different areas. So be called a brief IEP, a brief art, yeah. emergency art. You're just highlighting a certain section of the child's IE, individual education well, plan in, in this, to cover. Or maybe certain yeah. sections, but you're not doing the full right. entire And this thing. probably honestly From soup to nuts. isn't even that. Like it's really a delayed conference. I'm not going to bring any of the other team in. I'm not going to bring in the speech therapist at this point. Gracie's yeah. IEP is um, end of January. I think is yeah. when Gracie's IEP is really at this point in time, here is what I want to know. I want the bridge teacher. I want the gen ed teacher and I want her aid there. I right. want to know what her day looks like. I want to know how she's doing. How long can we make it in that gen ed class in the morning before it's too much for her? Mm-hmm. Um, are we leaving that classroom because it's overwhelming and too much? Or are we leaving the classroom because she's having a hard time focusing and wandering? Mm-hmm. Because if it's, focus and wander, we can work with that. And there's ways to extend the time period. But if we're leaving the room because she can't handle it, that's a different story. So what is that? And I had that talk with her aide that I understand that she will wander the classroom and she has a hard time focusing. But if we don't push that time, we will never push that time. There has You're trying to tackle different sensory... Yeah. And there has to be yeah. a point where we have to start pushing that time. Mm-hmm. Like well, that's absolutely. the only way it's going to grow. Right. Yes. So yeah. I've already had that discussion. Um, what are some different sensory things that we can bring into that gen ed classroom so that she's able to sustain her time in there longer? We know that she's smart. So, well, and, and especially if she, just like you said, I mean, if, if she is, you know, close to her grade level, you know, she could be in doing not just the, you know, the morning stuff, the, the specials, et cetera. She can yeah. be do, sitting in there for mm-hmm. the, you know, science, for the math, for the reading, whatever mm-hmm. it might be, you know. Yep. Um, and I think, I think the struggle with that is, and just because I know Gracie so well, is that if it is not being taught in a way that captivates her, she is not going to listen. Right. So if it is in a way that is captivating to the other kids or that's keeping the other kids' attention, it doesn't necessarily mean it's being taught in a way that is captivating Gracie. Yeah. Um, so how do we sort of mesh those two things? How do we work together to make it a scenario where we can stay in that room longer? Mm-hmm. Um so that is one thing that I want to do with this meeting. How do we extend those periods of time? Um so, yeah, I mean, really, awesome. that's that's yeah. that. And that's what's yeah. going on. And then Thanks depending on how date. that meeting goes, possibly getting, um, you know, her team involved in doing a brief IEP meeting before the actual IEP meeting. But I just want to hear from the teachers what they are seeing, how they're feeling about it and what they're seeing in Gracie and possibly even pulling her aide aside after the meeting to get. I want the lowdown from her aide. More, She's more details. With her literally all day long. So, mm-hmm. um she's going to be seeing more than the other teachers are. So Mm -hmm. awesome. I wanted to shout out your team because there's something that's very important Mm -hmm. that happened that I don't know if you realize how significant it is, is that staff reached Mm -hmm. out to you about touching base about behavioral intervention Mm -hmm. plan. It is historic 
across the nation in every state that a lot of times once these plans are set, they are not revisited. Some states have laws which are now passed here in Texas, like the last legislative session, I believe, one or two ago. But now you have to update your behavior intervention plans Mm -hmm. annually. They have to be revisited, if not even more than that, right? But um, I looked in your state and it doesn't look like that it's mandated that they have to do that. And if it's not, even more kudos to them. And if it is, kudos to them for doing it without you having to mm-hmm. seek out and do it. I think that's like super important. And I'm saying that now for anybody that's listening, that if your child has one or you're in the process of getting one, that you're, that you know what those, those mandates are. Sometimes it could also be a local policy. Um, and you could see if your district has a local policy on that as well, if there's not a state mandated one. And then obviously, like Lisa always says, is it policy or practice? Is there a practice in the district in which that is done? Um, so I was just, I was listening for that. I thought that was like, my ears just perked up. I thought that was super duper awesome. Again, great that it wasn't like some alarming mm-hmm. thing that was happening mm-hmm. or going on at school, but it was literally just kind of just helping you being a part of the team, keeping you like being in collaboration with you and reaching out and saying, Hey, I just want to see if there's any other additional data that we need to include. Why we yeah, absolutely. And then I want, I want to too also shout out to Brie for our, you know, our last few episodes <laughs> that we had with Brie, because um, one thing I'm going to be doing is before I do sit down with her teachers, I'm going to be re-listening to those two episodes again as a refresher mm-hmm. before I go into That's that idea, because Brie had so many good, points and so many good ideas in those two episodes. So you guys, I really hope you're bookmarking those two episodes, mm-hmm. save those episodes, download um, them you know, into your iPhone. Shannon, I would even suggest you have the, the three of the t- you know team that you'll be meeting with. I, I would suggest you have them listen to it as well mm-hmm. before your guys' meeting. Um, I asked our principal and, and some of the staff to listen to mm-hmm. the two episodes and um, now they want to have like just to sit down about that, you know. Mm-hmm. So, awesome. Mm-hmm. No, that's a great idea. Not even just, you know, Jack specific, but like, okay, let's just talk, talk about, about it. Yes. Yeah. 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 And I think too, you guys make sure that share this podcast with AIDS because it's so, you yes. know, it's funny. I didn't mention it to Gracie's new aide, but when we were talking about books, she said, you know, I talked to Leah, who was Gracie's aide last year, who's a godsend. She was she has, I didn't realize when she first started, but she has an autistic adult son. So who lives at home with her. So she gets Gracie. She's amazing. But she said, Leah told me about your podcast. I can't wait to download it and listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't be afraid to share this with the kids or the, with the people who work directly with your child on a day-to-day basis, because I think you'd be surprised on how open a lot of them are to actually listening. Yeah. yeah, and not only our podcast, Absolutely. but others too. Yeah. If there are other autism yeah. podcasts that you feel it would be beneficial to mm-hmm. them. Like they're out there. Like, but I mean, mostly ours. No, <laughs> mostly ours. ours first. <laughs> ours first. All right, Jean. <laughs> we want an update on Rory. Mm-hmm. How is it going? How's school going? Well, Rory loves school. Mm-hmm. He quickly um, acclimated to his new general education teacher. Um, he is definitely stepping into, as he turned 10, he is 
he's stepping into a new version of himself for sure. Um, there are these unexpected behaviors that we have not, we didn't anticipate because honestly it wasn't really within his capacity or agency to do so. And so it's like, we weren't able to like properly mitigate it or, or field it. And it's not, it's not terrible in that it's like causing major disruption to his learning or the environment. It's just these new things that we have to deal with. Like socially, he's now so tenacious when he was not at all. He's so bold and he's the kid that doesn't understand personal space. And that was not, especially if, if again, if you were, I mean, as far as like family and friends were concerned, like close people, like real novel people, which were a very small percentage. Yeah. Personal space. He didn't understand with us, but I also was like, we're his, his family. We're the people closest to him, but with like people that he now likes and really wants to talk to. And he really feels very, if the positive thing is he feels very widely accepted at large and his mm-hmm. campus, I'm not saying it's a hundred percent, but I would say it is better than most kids experiences. And I think what's happening is he's generalizing that into every environment that he's in. And unfortunately not every environment is fully accepting or understanding of him. And so now we're back to like, you know, in, in, uh, encountering kind of those awkward transactions, you know, between people um, that are strangers that are like, think that he's acting bizarrely or don't understand or think that he's misbehaved and they misplace or they misassign like how he, how he's acting. Um, He's academically engaged. I mean, he's not, again, he's doing what's on par for what his IEP is in terms and, you know, he's, he's in the, and the gen ed teacher is scaling the grade level work to fit his need, but he's definitely not near doing or meeting the demand of what, not even with the scaled work, is it meeting the, to me, what is the requirements of fourth grade, right? And so I think, and I, I believe I kind of share this at the end of one of our last episodes where, where, where I'm trying to let go, but what I'm examining is what does you know, this is fourth grade and we're, I mean, to me, I'm already thinking half the year's already over to me. Like to me, fourth grade's already like halfway over. And once you move into fifth grade, you're just thinking about that transition into middle school for your child with a disability. You're thinking about all of the moving parts and there's different qualifications. There's different requirements as a student, even as a gen ed student, moving from elementary school into middle school and the public education system. And they're all different depending on what state you're in. Like there's, it's all different. And, and so I'm like trying to picture and envision what that looks like moving forward for him. Like why I'm still also being present and to, I'm trying to enjoy where he's at right now. He's happy. He's, he's in a bubble. He's, he's happy, but I'm looking at it. Like it's kind of like a shelf life because sixth grade is going to be a rude awakening for him. And I don't think that where he's at right now is going to 
measure up to that. And that's really sad to me. And it's like, how, how am I going to keep him in these integrated environments? How am I going to, I'm looking at how I'm going to keep him involved in the community at large. And it's not just about making him a part of specials and all of that stuff. I want way more than that. He deserves way more than that. He deserves to still be seen as again, a part of his community at large. All of our kids do. I don't want to see them go away. I don't want to see them hidden in the shadows. And so I have a lot of angst about that. Um, knowing that that's kind of around the corner, I'm listening to it. I mean, as, as a trustee in my school district and I'm listening and hearing and talking to parents that have middle schoolers and high schoolers and what that transition was like from elementary to middle and then middle to high school and what their experiences have been, not even let alone in the process of the transition, but once they're there and, and what that looks like right now and how, whether or not I can hear satisfaction in their voice, even without the dissatisfaction, I'm just kind of like, that's not totally what I want. I want more than that. Right. And it's kind of like dealing with that. And I can also kind of tell, and I know in some of them, they want more than that too. But it's like this like compromise, right? It's like this weird thing. It's such a it's such a weird thing. So I don't know. I I he loves it. I mean, this kid will get himself dressed. Well, he put his pants on backwards today. <laughs> this was hilarious. So one, he's been putting his underwear on backwards. His underwear has been going on backwards, which is like whatever. I, fine. I'm like, that has to be uncomfortable, dude. I don't I don't know, but he actually, I knew he put that on right today and I was like, all right, win. And then I didn't pay attention to his pants. And like, we walked, he went and put himself in the car by himself, which he does. He like can seatbelt himself in. And I'm, I'm fully pressing those like fully autonomous expectations on him. Um, and, and having those expectations just so that he's, he's doing those things by himself. Um, and the staff sent me a picture and he had like, drawstring pants on and the drawstrings in the back like over his butt and they're like somebody dressed themselves this morning huh and I was like oh yeah definitely definitely dress himself 100% good for him (laughs) I mean I mean there's a lot of like you know there's a lot of things that I've let go where it's like where I'm not making sure perfect he doesn't look perfect or that I'm not making sure that I'm not doing them all for him that he is required to do some of this on his own, even with his level of severe disability, I'm still making him do it. One, he wants to in a way. There's times where he doesn't. It's really funny. Like he'll do these like fake cries where he's like getting out of the car and he's carrying, "Eh, mom, 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 hold, carry, 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 mom, help, mom, help. I'm like, dude, you totally got this. Like you're not, a baby anymore. I know, you know, you just don't feel like doing it. So it's just funny that he, he can't pull over the learned helplessness with me. He can try to pull that over with sometimes with his dad or with like grandparents or certain aides or whatever, because they don't ever want to see him distressed or like upset. Like they just want him happy all the time because his happiness is contagious. He's very, he's very, he's very funny. Um, he has a great sense of humor. He keeps everybody on their toes. Um, we did have to just go through a medication change. I definitely see an improvement. Um, I don't know that it's enough. 
Um, but we're only like, what, two weeks into it, two, three weeks into it. So I think we might need a little bit more help with the ADHD med. Um, just because the impulse is still so intense, I can tell, especially at the end of the day or certain periods of time. And he's just having a hard time regulating himself. So, but I think that he's having a great year from just focusing on the year. It's fine. I'm just like looking at a lot of big picture things and it's making me very angsty (laughs) as per usual. That's my update, Brittany. Over to you. Okay. So we are loving hearing everyone's stories and Rory sounds like he's doing awesome. Um, Really great to hear. And I know that sometimes I put my pants on backwards um, too. I'll have, you know, it's been known to happen with my leggings in the morning. So Rory and I can start a club anticipation (laughs) and worry about what's upcoming. I definitely feel that too, but it will, um, you know, it's going to, it's going to work out. I think, um, Tosh, yes. Tell us about Jack. Okay. Here we go. Um, so Jack just had his IEP meeting. Um, for those of you that don't remember, Jack is is always at the beginning of the school year because of when um, he first when he first got uh, enrolled into the school system on his IEP in preschool. And this year was also the the uh, three year reeval. Gene, what's it called again? Triannual. Excuse me. We call it a triannual Can here in California. <laughs> Every three years, you do like the full gamut of everything. That's you said trimed. Is that what yes. you said? Triannual. Oh, there we go. Well, I it think is. it's called, it's called different. Yeah. Oh, and so wow. anyway, we just call it the full year next yes. full independent yes. evaluation. So it's like the full evaation yes. that gets done yes. three or so, every so three Jack years or whatever. that this year. Um, and this year, it's kind of funny because we we have been every year since Jack has been in elementary school, he has had a new SPED teacher. Um, uh, I think the same paras, but, uh, you know, and then, of course, a different gen ed teacher every time. Um, but he's had for the longest time, he's had the same uh, speech therapist, same occupational therapist that he had since um, uh, pre-K. Anyways, so this year was a little bit different. The only the only people that were the same on the team were, uh, of course, Tyler and I, and then um, his Jack Sped teacher, Mister Mister Smith, who we love and adore. He is so incredible. Um, but yet we do have we did have we have a new um, what am I trying to say? Uh, school psychologist or whatever. She's been in the district at Camus for a while, but just new to Dorothy Fox. So. Um, super pleasant. She reached out to me and just wanted to have a, you know, conversation about Jack just to get to know him a little bit. Um, of course, all of the, the paperwork stuff that we have to fill out. Um, and the great thing about it was that when we got into the IEP meeting, um, you know, Mr. Smith and, and then Tyler and I, we fill out the same paperwork thingy, whatever the, the, testing thing he's called gene i can't think of evaluations yes (laughs) it's okay (laughs) keep going we're good (laughs) anyways and um we were like right there we were we we both you know mr smith and then tyler and i we both it was like within a one percent difference um 
So it was good to know. Good to know that we're all on the same team in that sense of kind of really knowing Jack and that we're moving into the school year um, with some, uh, you know, consistency of having the same SPED teacher. Um, I can't rave enough about him. He's so incredible. And uh, it'll be just icing on the cake if he is with Jack next year, obviously for, you know, his last year of elementary. Um, Jack's Jack's new speech therapist is so incredible. She is um, new-ish to our district, um, and she is just gung-ho. She is about inclusion, especially at his age where it's like, okay, this it's very important for him to be with his peers. Um, and, and so how are we, what are we going to do to work, um, you know, his speech therapy into his gen ed classroom? Um, and then same thing with the occupational therapist. So it is just, it's good. Jack is doing good. He is, I feel like he's growing in, um, just so many areas, you know, that I just see such growth in him educationally, you know, which has always been this hard sticking point for me. You girls know that is that, um, you know, we, we are where we are, you know, uh, we are at a higher testing wise, we are at higher first grade level. Um, it's, it is what it is, you know, and, and we're just, uh, trying to figure out how to, how Jack learns essentially is what it is, you know, especially in his, I was just going to call it the bridge room. <laughs> so confused, <laughs> whatever it's called at Dorothy Fox, we call it uh, Fox camp or whatever it is. Um, but really, you know, Mr. Smith really being able to try to find a way to, to just help Jack with how Jack learns things, you know? So um, the fact that he's even doing that, you know, and not just, okay, this is what we do for all of our, our kids in this room, uh, I think is so good. It's so good. Um, yeah. At home, things are going good at home. Uh, Jack is currently in soccer and just cannot wait to be in wrestling. Uh, we, we are working hard on, you know, the tasks that just like you said, Jean, that, that, you know, that Rory can do it. It's the same thing with Jack. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of just getting to that point where I'm like, you know, you're 10, you're almost 10 years old. You're going to be going into middle school soon. These are things that I shouldn't have to remind you in the morning. I don't, I, I shouldn't have to remind you to get dressed. I shouldn't have to remind you to brush your teeth. And I, and I think it's, you know, mostly in the fact that Jack, just his ADHD, you know, he, he really struggles to stay focused, to stay on task. So, um, that is something that they are implementing in, um, his routine at school, uh, you know, and, and obviously not brushing his teeth and all of that, but like really, you know, breaking it down, uh, his, his planning and organizing, organizing skills. skills. Yes. Yeah. Um, because that's super, super important to me. <clears throat> and, I, and I know, like Jean, you said, y- your worry is for, you know, when they get into middle school and just the the jump that, you know, from that grade five to grade six of what that looks like. Um, uh, and I hear it, I hear it and I, I feel it. And, and, you know, our district is a district that, you know, 
Um, there's like seven elementary schools that funnel into two middle schools that funnel into essentially one main high school. You know, obviously we have other high schools, but they're, um, that's, that's our, your feeder that's pattern. Feeder that's what pattern it looks is. like. So, you know, we're, we're taking multiple different, um, multiple different programs from elementary schools and we're funneling it into two main middle schools. Uh, so I'm just, I am, I am nervous for that too. I am. Yeah. If, if there's anything that I, I, you educationally, you know, like I said, Jack will, will get it in time and, and he will be where he's going to be. And we will keep supporting that and doing all the things that we can. But for me, it's really just those, um, the organizational skills. It is the, um, social, emotional, you know, it's the making connections with people. Um, it's, you know, peer example, reading the room, you know, be following, you know, peer example in the sense of like what the classroom looks like, et cetera. Um, yeah. So he is doing good though. I mean, it is such a, it is such a crazy change from where he was, you know, especially from where we, we started out in pre-K, you know, when he got, when he got his IEP, um, shortly after his diagnosis. So he, he has made leap and bounds, you know, leaps and bounds, especially considering the things that, you know, our kids have gone through with, you know, 2020 and online learning and, and all of that stuff. And, and again, just the turnover that a lot of our schools see in the SPED department, you know, it's, it's really, really hard. So, um, just really pushing for more inclusion. Um, you know, again, the plug that those Brie episodes, y'all, if you have not listened <laughs> to them, you, you got to listen to them. You got to bookmark, take notes, all of the things, um, you know, don't be afraid to, to bring that awareness to your, um, your kiddos, school to their, to their teachers, to their, your team, uh, because it's just kind of how the conversation gets started, you know? Um, and you know, you never know, you never know where it can go from there. So, um, awesome. I think that's it. (laughs) That's great. No, it's just, it's really good. I know it's such a mixed bag, right? Like no matter, even when things are good, like they're still, we're still worried. We're still, and yeah. I think any parent is too, but there's, there's another level, you know, when it comes yes. to all these moving parts for us. Yes. So yeah, 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 yeah. I, I mean, you know, I will, I'll say Brittany, I used to get so down on myself for, you know, during the IEP meetings and, um, obviously the educational component, you know, the, the, it just, it just, it stung, but now it's kind of like, you know what? Yes, it's it's it is hard, but at the same time, like, is my child happy? Is my child happy? Yeah, you know, if my child is happy, then I'm happy. You know, if my child is being um, treated fairly and is able to explore and be with his peers um, in in on all levels, you know, if he is making connections and friendships, then that's for me what's important at the end of the day. You know. And I think that's what's important to all of us. And yeah. we all agree with that. It's just hard to remember that sometimes in the moment, right? It's mm-hmm. def- it's really easy to get caught up in all of the other statistics <laughs> and numbers and percentages and 
Yeah, it really is. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, so I'll give a quick update on my kids. Um, Austin is at a non-public autism school, just to remind everybody. Um, it's run through – I don't know how to describe it in the right terminology, and I'm sure it's very different depending on where you live. But my school district cannot facilitate Austin's needs with their own programs, so – they are. They have agreed to um, fund Austin to go to a non-public school that's in the area, and this happens often, especially with right. children who have um, higher needs and more profound um, behaviors and things like that. And so that's where Austin is. Uh, the school that he's at, it's small. Um, I believe they, they cater specifically to autistic people, but, uh, you can have other diagnosis as well at the school. Um, they're small classrooms and, um, they, it's really individually based. I think there's maybe five or six kids in his class. They're all, it's not done so much by grade or by, um, by age, but more by ability. They roughly try to try to do grade and age as well, as much as they can. So um, we actually had back to school night last night at Austin school and I was able to go. Uh, Doug unfortunately got hung up at work and we were uh, encouraged if, if it was a difference between us going and not going, they encouraged us to bring our, our kid with us, which was very nice of them and helpful. So I was able to go with Austin, just the two of us and meet with his teacher and, um, and just kind of go, I get to see what a typical day looks like. The teacher just basically ran through, this is what we do in the morning. This is what we do next, you know, point by point. Um, I got to see how Austin kind of navigated the room and what he was interested in. There's a lot of like holiday decorations up in there right now. And he's very kind of fixated on those, which is, you know, that tracks same here at, at our house. And, uh, he, he has a certain place where his water bottles are. It was hilarious. Um, Austin, you know, I don't know if this is TMI for anybody, but Austin loves to eat anything that's a strong flavor, whether it's actually edible or not. Uh, so, um, like hand sanitizer and soap and um, anything like that, he would he would eat an entire bottle of hand sanitizer if I let him. He he truly would. So and then um, be wasted. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know, maybe the inside of his colon is just very very sanitized and clean. That's great. <laughs> Uh, but he, he saw that the back- <laughs> kind of burns yeah. kind of thinking about yeah. it. I'm not gonna it doesn't lie. have to taste good. It just needs to taste strong and it sure does. So, uh, <laughs> he, um, he ran over, he saw that the back cabinet where they keep the hand sanitizer locked in a cabinet because of my child. He saw that it was open because it was after, you know, after school hours and he made a beeline for it and he got a good, like pump or two in his hands and licked it up before anyone could get over there. He's so fast. So. Oh my gosh. I have to just say this really quickly, Brittany. I saw a, I saw a <laughs> post or something like that. This was a long time ago on social, somebody's social media about how their child had, um, gone under the table. You know, they were doing like art projects or whatever. They'd gone under the table and they were just eating hand sanitizer just by yeah. the pumpfuls, and yeah. it, and it caused them to be intoxicated. Yes. Yeah. There's alcohol. So a, they, a they, concentrate. Had to take, they, they had to take their child, their elementary age child to um, the hospital and basically- Say my child's drunk? Yeah, they did. <laughs> they, yes. Is that not insane? I was like, oh my gosh. That's so funny. I mean, it's not funny, but it's No, funny. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
it's our kind of funny. You have our yeah. kind of funny. Like there's just a whole different realm when you're in this world. There's just a different sure. kind of funny yeah. that happens. I think we can all appreciate that. So anyway, so yeah, yeah it was, it, yeah, we had a little okay. chuckle over that and um, able to go through his day and just kind of learn about his process and what kind of worksheets they're working on. It's all very visual. Um, they have buttons by the doors that he can press when he wants to leave. He has a token board um, as well as his AAC device. Like it was just kind of nice to see all those little parts that I know about, but just see them for them myself. Um, the difficult part about back to school night at a, a, a fully, you know, special needs school is you get these parents together and they all want to, I think this probably happens in typical schools too, but a parent will corner the teacher and be like, so tell me about Johnny. What's, you know, they, they want to have a little one-on-one conference. <laughs> yeah. They sure. want to monopolize it, the time. Sure. Let's call yeah. it what and, it is. And I have that, <laughs> I, I see where that tendency and that like desire to do that comes from. I want to do it too. I want to hear specifically about Austin. I don't want to hear about how the class is doing in general. Um, so it was, that was happening a little bit and Austin wasn't going to tolerate waiting for us to have a turn. Right. So, which is fine. I, I have the teacher emails me um, often and we chat often. And so it was okay for me to excuse ourselves. And we went out into the, um, the playground for a little bit. And then we Austin beelined over to his speech therapist, which I thought was interesting. And we got to sit down. Um, he waited patiently for another parent who was talking to speech therapist to finish. And then he sat down and he was ready to do speech therapy. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love <laughs> Which it. was so cute. So we played a little game, um, just a little board game while she and I chatted. And uh, we didn't we didn't talk much, uh, but, you know, maybe 15 minutes and just talked about progress and his AAC device specifically and and then he was ready to go. So <laughs> we got out of there. But uh, it was just, it was good to see him there and just be in the space with him. Yes. Um, whenever I'm there, it's typically when he is not for like an IEP or a parent teacher conference or something. And he, when he is there is I'm not there, you know, so both of us together, it was just nice. Um, he does have a fall festival, like Halloween party coming up. Um in a couple of weeks that I'm excited to go. Parents are invited to that. So I'm going to try to try to make that happen. So um, Austin's, we just, I don't know, up and down days are different. It's all behavior based. It's all sensory based. Austin is almost 100% of the time sensory seeking. seeking. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's constant. It's, um, it's very high, um, it's high frequency and a high level mm-hmm. of sensory seeking. And the sensory, the specific sensory thing that he wants may change, whether that's um, a visual thing or a verbal thing or a touch or whatever it is, but it's always there. So that is the struggle for Austin's team is to regulate him enough and to satisfy those sensory needs enough where he can then focus on academic learning. So that right. that's our main area of like focus right now for us as a team. So yeah. Um, and then Ruby, Ruby's in fourth grade. She is in a gen ed and special ed class mix. Um, or, um, you know, she spends some of her day in special ed and some of her day in gen ed. And, um, she spends, she's spending more and more time in the general education class. Um, she does all of the extracurricular things, which is great. The library, the PE, the lunch, the recess, 
mm-hmm. the morning, the specials, yeah. morning noons, all the specials. Mm-hmm. That's great. Lovely. We've been doing that for a couple of years. Uh, now we are moving more into the academics. She is doing art. Um, I think she does science and she's now starting to do math. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was always been the goal. Um, the beautiful thing about this year for Ruby, although she does have a new special ed teacher, her general education teacher was her aide last year. Oh, her, yes, her aide last year, um, she, she already had her teaching degree, but she was, for whatever reason, I don't know, she was an aide last year. And now she has, she's the general education teacher for the fourth grade class. She specifically requested Ruby because she knows her. Mm-hmm. And we were able to hit the ground running on day one because they were comfortable with each other. They knew each other. She was very excited that this teacher was going to be her gen ed teacher. So that was really great. Um, because of that comfort level and that um, familiarity, they were able to start working on some of these academic things faster, which is lovely. I know that's like this little unicorn moment that's not going to happen maybe again, but we're going to take it and we're going to be happy with with that, um, you know, good luck that we had. So who knows, this might be where she just really, you know, yeah, point in her life where she just really excels. I'm, I'm really hoping so. We're doing multiplication right now. Um, it's frustrating to her in some areas because uh, she doesn't know it immediately. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just not like coming to her like, like it's nothing. Uh, so she actually has to work for it a little bit. And that's, that's frustrating. And I think that happens to any fourth grader too. Uh, but uh, so we are trying to find a way for her to memorize and to understand multiplication facts that is, uh, makes sense to her. And that doesn't frustrate her to the point of tears when we do homework, which has happened a couple of times. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) we're working on it. Um, but uh, a couple of little highlights for Ruby and then I'll, we'll wrap this up. She, uh, came home yesterday and walked in the door and I said, Hey, how, I couldn't even say, how was your day? She just said, mom, I have great news. I said, Oh, okay. (laughs) My heart. My, she goes, my Lexia app, I'm at level 13. She was so proud of herself that she had bumped up to the next level on this app. And I think it's her language arts app. Yeah. yeah, The reading one. I can't, I can't keep them all straight. There are so many, you guys don't even try. Just, just give them a thumbs up and hug them and tell them how great they are. I could not be more excited. Well, I could not be more excited either. Gene is super are so excited. Lisa, Lisa tagged me in a thing, and I was like, "What is this?" And I was like, "Ah, I didn't expect sound." I was like, "What is this?" I was like trying to. We're gonna talk Lisa. Let's blame Lisa, but we are very excited for what Lisa's doing. So I'm just saying, we're very excited. Friends of the pod. So if that doesn't put anybody on a cliffhanger, go look at what Lisa's doing. Thank you. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. I just love. I just love to because we've talked a couple times in the last week. Like it really feels like Ruby is getting to a point where like she's coming home and sharing her day with you. Yes. Or yes. like she's starting and, to do that more. Yes. And that is just like Ugh. that makes my heart want to explode. Me Not too. only is that amazing for her, it really truly is. But my boys just didn't do that. Right. Because they're they didn't boys. Want to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's and I don't want to like oh. gender being that gender specific. Some girls are like that and some boys mm-hmm. share everything but my yeah. boys specifically it's just like hey how was your day and it's like you get a grunt like 
you know, it's kind of all you get. So it's refreshing. It's nice. I really enjoy how excited she is. She's happy to go to school. She's happy when she comes home from school, mostly, you know, and, and that's, it's just really great to see her thriving. Mm -hmm. This was going to be a difficult year. Fourth grade's a big jump academically for kids, general education or not. There's just a lot that happens. Fourth grade and sixth grade, I think are just, I remember seeing that with my boys. So, Mm -hmm. um, so far we're doing great. Um, and she's really happy. Yes. I agree. I feel like fourth grade feels, I'm a little intimidated right now. It's that way. Um, third grade, I was like in this nice little sweet spot. And now I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is so scary. Can I go back? Jumping in the deep end a little. Yeah. So I'm going to read, um, we're going to end this with, um, I'm going to read Ruby's teacher, what she wrote to me the other day. Uh, she said this week, I'm recognizing Ruby for her hard work. She comes into our classroom in the morning and gets started on morning work. She's working really hard to do the warm up, review of math and language arts independently. When called on to give her answer as we correct, she usually has it and will willingly share it with the class. That's huge. She's not big oh my on gosh, that's so huge. being in front of everybody. So like nervous about having to do anything in front of anybody. Yeah. yeah. She's feeling more comfortable. Yeah. She's been really trying her best to work with others as well when when in our class, whether it be social studies or science. Uh, I love having her for part of the day. This week I wanted to celebrate Ruby. Please take her out for a treat and share this information with her. So the teacher is doing this, I'm sure, with all the kids. But she's not only specifically commenting and complimenting the children, but then she's making sure she wants us to share those compliments with our kid. Yeah. You know, she wants me to read this to Ruby, which we did. And she, you should have seen her face. She was beaming, you know, like who doesn't want to hear that they're doing such a great job. So, um Really happy with her teacher and how things are going overall. Um, it's not to say things aren't difficult, but, and, and we're going to have struggles. Um, I see puberty um, peeking its little head around the corner for us and I am absolutely terrified. So, but I'm just. Oh, see, we all are scared. We're all going to (laughs) just all going to build a fort in our living room and we're just going to hold each other and hope, close our eyes tight. And hope that we're going to make it. This is very frightening. It's like a terrible, scary movie. No, I don't know. Um, but I wanted to actually comment on one thing that you said, that what basically what it's called, just even universally, is um, for, for Austin's placement through your IEP committee or your art committee is private placement. So when you get to a point in your deliberations and evaluations with your child, that what she did say often happens. And sometimes, again, it happens with kids that sometimes have specialized needs that those districts, because even for your, like, like she said, all the multiple diagnoses, so like dyslexia and um, uh, what's yeah. that? hearing impaired, um, um, even visually impaired. Sometimes there just gets to be more, they, they need more, they need to be in an environment that is more appropriate for them. And it, again, it also is about the least restrictive environment. So there's a lot of moving parts that go, go into that. And for some people that are listening, that's the first time they're hearing this um, because it takes a while before you get to that point, because what, when would let's actually go back just a little bit. So I think it's probably helpful. When did um, he receive his private placement? It was between third and fourth place? grade. Brittany. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's very rare. I mean, uh, some people 
I've, I've even had talks with some of our community members that have been saying that this discussion has come up at even like, you know, kindergarten and first grade. Um, and it's kind of blowing them back. Right. And so if you can imagine, again, being that young, probably, again, we're still in the preliminary stages of just getting diagnosed, whether you got diagnosed in that two to five year old range to then be thrown into the educational system. And then boom, you're already like examining those kinds of uh, options for your child. It's a very big decision. And I remember you've recalled in parts of your story of just like what kind of big decision that was for you. It wasn't like, it wasn't just the school determined that you were part of the committee as a parent that decided that. And his procedural safeguards and his IEP have followed him along Correct. with him at yes. the school. Right. Yeah. So I think that's, those are yeah, it's, it's just attention. what's appropriate for him right now and he's in the right place. So, yeah. And we live in a great school district. We have lots of really great programs and stuff available, but it's, it's even then it's sometimes it's not appropriate. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still terrified, guys. Things are going good, but we're still terrified. Just, just so you know, <laughs> like it's all scary. It's it, it, the unknown is there, but we're just doing our best. We're communicating with each other. We're communicating with our teams. We're reaching out. We're doing research. We're talking to parents who maybe are a step or two ahead of us. Mm-hmm. All that stuff. Please do that for yourself as well. Um, and when you uh, reach out to us through DMs or emails with specific questions, we really do try to answer those as best as we can. We're not professionals. We're not an expert on your school district or your particular situation, but we will try to give you our own, you know, layman advice as much as we can in the right direction. Yeah. 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 Our layman advice right off the armchair. Um, So let's wrap it up, girls. Mm -hmm. Let's do some peaks of the weeks real quick and say our goodbyes. Shannon's making a face. What? Uh, no, I just got to think of one. Oh, I'm she's got to think of one. Oh, yeah, I'm not she's like, wait, wait, wait. While you guys are thinking, let me just say, we are so grateful for all of your reviews and your, yes. um, your five stars and your reviews that you write to us. We read every single one of them and we share them with each other and we love them. So thank you so much. Please follow us on Instagram at moms talk autism. Check out our website. What, what we have a website. Yep, check it out. Momstalkautism.com. And check out the swag shop and pick yourself up a Moms Talk Autism t shirt, hat, sweatshirt, coffee mug, coffee mug, sticker, whatever you want. And share share the love. Tote. I'm going to hit myself a tote. Okay. Okay. Who has a peak of the week now? Um, I do. Go, Tosh. Go. Um, Tyler and I just went and saw our financial advisor yesterday. Um, you know, we try to do a yearly check-in, uh, and although we did not reach the goal that we are trying to reach because we had something else came in its place and we had to change things, things up quickly. Um, he still had all the great, all the great things to say. Um, and he actually, uh, they helped Tyler with his, um, what's it called? Deferred comp. So it's like just another it's just another retirement plan outside of, um, what his pension will be from the city, um, mm-hmm. and got it, pro- you know, stuff placed properly in it. So it's just so good to have 
a financial advisor who is setting us up in the right, right direction. Um, but uh, the little caveat to yesterday's meeting was that my husband was like, don't you think it's time for Natasha to get a job? <laughs> like, what do you think I've been doing? And that's the peak of the week. Who said that? He was like, Tyler. I think she would. Tyler so said that. Costco, that was which. Yes, fully agree. I would love to work at Costco, um, <laughs> because I could just talk to people all day long, and it would be the greatest thing. But because you'd know half of them, she knows the everyone problem. there. You already. wouldn't get anything done because yeah. you. <laughs> oh, it wouldn't even be the employees though that I would be. I would be excited to be working with them, but I would be excited for just like all nope, the customers. That's coming what in I'm and, saying. And you know half everyone. of them. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, but it did. It did bring up a little um, a little thought. You know, like I am grateful to be in this and be doing. You know what? What kind of like what I feel like God has planned. Um, but it did. It did kind of make me do a little deep, deep dive. You know. I was a massage therapist. So that was my jam. And now I'm like, now what do I do? What could I do? Girls. Right um, now you do. just get to hang with us and make this amazing podcast. So okay. which requires way more than hanging. It does. It does. <laughs> it does. Like, let's not pretend like this is just like this little casual thing that oh, we no, do. Cause I don't really people. don't think, I'm pretty sure Brittany doesn't feel like this is casual at this point because now the momentum is constantly building. And so the demand is getting larger. Um, but I totally feel you. You can just give us all the Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we'd appreciate that. Um, sponsors. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I mean, you would just like want to be at Costco just oh, for the yeah, perks. I mean, like, I, I but I don't, but like, you couldn't. Entire paycheck would go back into. Yeah. You know. <laughs> um, like, look, Tyler, these are all the things I we have planned for our house. It did make me grateful for where, like, we are at that I can be able to do this podcast and and you know, yeah, that's vol- great. Volunteer and all of that kind of stuff. So, well, and I think too, it is a. Um, Uh, that I think that that can be taken two ways, but I think it's a testament to the work that you guys have put in and like what Tyler has done his whole career and all of that, that like you're at this point. Yeah. You are a hot mess. And when I say we, I mean me, I mean, me is the we. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. All right, Jane, what do you got? All right. So along the similar lines. um, So, um, we are now having another special legislative session in our, um, in our state and what is on deck mainly for conversation are things around that revolve around our special education and the funding, what our kids need. And it's, um, been very, um, flattering and affirming to now be seen as like a key player of someone who is a part of that represents that community. Um, We have a group of trustees now within our region that got elected around the same one got elected the same time I did another one. uh, Others have followed and now the volume of, of board trustees that have special education children is quite significant and that's unprecedented that's that's never happened 
And um, so, you know, I do the, the work I do with Texas Parent to Parent. And so for um, because of the work, now we're starting our own little coalition, uh, which was very exciting that that we're like spearheading this and like mobilizing and trying to get and mobilizing parents in our community and doing all the stuff um, and connecting the dots and letting our legislators know and other advocacy groups. But Texas parent to parent is very, has a advocacy public policy um, segment of, of their, of the organization. And for me to just reach out to, you know, my quote unquote supervisor and be like, Hey, I need to talk to who's running that because I, we need to connect. They need to know that there's, you know, a group of trustees that represent because they're, they were advocate, they were going to, you know, the, the, um, capital. And so now there's so much energy around it. They're literally like, they're also excited. They wanted me, not only are we going to do the public policy, um, group tonight, but we're going to group all the other little groups that they have set up in terms of, you know, peer to peer support and stuff so that we can mobilize all of the special education and parents across the state. Like that is talk about where you were passionate about, where you want to see make change happen to see that that's how you can be that. Like that is like just blowing my mind. And to know that parents, they didn't, they felt like there was a big leap. You know, they didn't see, you didn't see that representation on your school boards. You thought your school board and your education system didn't understand you, right? You thought, you thought that that reach was even further. And so the person that's been running the public policy, Linda, when she she was like, well, there needs to be more of you. I said, Linda, there are a lot more of us. And she's been doing this for a long time. And I work inside of Texas Parent to Parent and she didn't even know that. You know what I'm saying? So it's just so crazy that the, the if, if, if there's any positive thing that comes out of this, even if we don't get what we want and we don't get what we need, there are connections being made that have never been made before. And that is groundbreaking and unprecedented. And I can't tell you how much that keeps me motivated to keep doing what I'm doing right now. Thank you, Jane. Yeah. Word. Word. Love it. Word. The cause. All right, Shannon, what do you got? <laughs> um, so my peak of the week has not happened yet. Um, <laughs> it's going to happen tomorrow. And that is that <laughs> Maya and I are going to go to the Wildcat Snapshot at the U of A tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I know. Oh, um, she's so she's narrowing it down to two different colleges. And so tomorrow we're going to spend about five hours at the U of A doing tours and learning all about student life on the U of A campus. Oh my gosh. So fun. And that's where you went, right, Shannon? I did go to the U of A. I went to Pima and the U of A. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but why do I love that? I love that because it's close to home. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if she'll choose that one or not, but it's just crazy that we're here. It's crazy that my littlest baby is about to turn 18 and we're going to go do some on-campus stuff. Yeah, you're like, you don't, you, you don't need to go here, but if you want to go here, I would totally be okay with it and, and yeah. just love it. Yeah, but, but feel free to go wherever you want. But if yeah. you went here, it would be so But, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. I distinctly remember doing that um, touring <laughs> campus and feeling those butterflies in your stomach of oh. picturing yourself there and like mm-hmm. seeing seeing the 
the student union building or seeing the classrooms, it's just, I don't know, like it's just this nervous energy of like oh, it is. all the possibility. It's so fun. That's I know awesome. it's going to, I didn't even think about that. Like it's going to be like deja vu to when I was 18 and I was mm-hmm. like touring it with my stepmom. Yeah. It's crazy. So full circle I'm, moment. I'm real old. Cool. Right on. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, wow, this is like having those memories because they, they were long, long ago. <laughs> long, long ago. Okay. All right. So- so, um, mine is going to be <laughs> personal and culinary based and quick because we're going culinary well. <laughs> you know me well. Um, I think I have perfected for me my chocolate chip cookie recipe. Oh, oh buddy, send me I some. Will, I'll verify. I will. Verify uh, yeah, too. we need some taste testing. I've got it down now. I have taken my my <laughs> recipe that I grew up with. My recipe of my fr- my one of my best friends who I always loved her cookies. I have kind of mushed them together and tweaked them and messed around with the settings on my oven and all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And I think I've got it down. And I'm, I'm consistent with it now. I mean, Brittany, I, when you say this, I just... The only thing I can think... You know what I'm going to say. The Go. only thing I can think of is the Friends episode with Phoebe. <laughs> with the Nestle Tool House. <laughs> I had totally forgotten about that. If you guys don't know, I'm not talking to you, you three girls. If all y'all, all of y'all out there don't know that, you please go and watch all of Friends, like all of it. <laughs> Just but all of it. <laughs> that episode is so funny. That's great. When Phoebe thought that the Nestle Toll House recipe was her was hers was her family's secret. <laughs> My recipe is not the Nestle Toll House recipe, but all chocolate chip cookie recipes are somewhat similar. There's only so many different things you can do. do, Yeah. (laughs) But I think I've got it down. And for this month, I added royal icing um, transfers that look like eyeballs. So there's your your cookies looking at you when you eat it. And it's like all Halloween-y. I love it. They look really good. Of course you do. I'm just still offering to you have my home address. I will verify. <laughs> just if you're looking for, you know, I, yeah, I will closure. Oh, we'll I, chat. We'll chat. You know, <laughs> yes, you know where I live. Awesome. awesome. Well, thank you for being here, everyone. Um, I hope your school year is going well also. And if mm-hmm. it isn't, we've had those years too. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. And you just need to keep pushing forward and work with that team and find some solutions that work yeah. for you and your kid. And please, take care of yourself. Please do that. Yes. While you're doing that. It's important. Mm. Have a Love great day, everybody. You. Love you. Bye. Bye.